0: Welcome to the show. A great show, a tremendous show, terrific show, frankly, the best, ask anyone. That's Donald Trump's review of the show anyway, this is Beauty <laughs> in the Beta. My name is Matt, you know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3, flanked on my right as always is my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Wand Beauty, welcome.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: How are you this evening?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I've had better days, we'll get, we'll get into it. Uh, our booked guest this evening unfortunately got called into work last minute so there is nothing but blank space where we had hoped she would be down in the bottom left there but fear not Miss Blair White has offered her promise she will be back next week so stay tuned for that couple logistical items for you Uh, review us on iTunes if you listen there we've seen a few iTunes reviews pop up we very much appreciate that helps the show out a lot appreciate you guys doing that keep doing that helps us grow uh what was the second thing email the show i set up an email address which you and i didn't discuss yet but i did
1: <laughs> news to me
0: Be- beauty and the beta at gmail.com beauty and the beta at gmail.com you could ask us questions there we might discuss them on the show you can propose guests anything show related send it there one of us will read it we might even reply if we have time and are not too late. who knows <laughs> find out send us an email lastly want to offer a moment of recognition and honor to uh, on this holiday weekend, I should say to those who have sacrificed everything, and to the, of the United states, we appreciate you. We appreciate your families, and happy Memorial Day. So, uh, amidst a pre-show and a day-to-day filled with obstacles, <laughs> trouble, <laughs> rage on my part, as you heard from me about ten minutes ago.
1: Yeah, uh, he was pissed, guys. I Real I pissed. hope
0: your weekend is better than the, my last couple hours.
1: Who my weekend?
0: Yeah. Or everybody else. Well, everybody else is too. But if you have any weekend stories to share.
1: I have a Friday please. story. Does that count? Sure. Okay. So my boyfriend's dropping me off at work on Friday morning. And we see this cross-dressing dude, the student dress, who has like a little R2-D2 style robot. Not exactly like R2-D2. But we were like, oh, that's just a small person in a costume. And then we look and there's a platform and there's wheels underneath. And they have like a little you know gadget and they're making it go like this guy this tranny just walking across the street escorted by his robot it was the weirdest thing I think I've ever
0: it was a legit robot it was was a legit robot yeah I thought it was a costume
1: but it was like a guide robot yeah yeah I've never seen anything like it my boyfriend was like is there some nerd convention this week um which is a legit question because we see people like looking like they're going to comic con all the time there's always something going on here it's bizarre
0: but yeah, yeah, that's my
1: weird story of the week. It was the oddest thing.
0: We might have to make this a segment because between hobos <laughs> filleting each other and uh, trannies being escorted by robots, we've got a bit uh, of a trend on the Seattle streets, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, We don't, totally. we don't have that here. We Nothing don't have like that,
0: that. here. Nope, we just have... True red-blooded Americans, as far as the <laughs> eye can see. Actually, about one per square mile, as far as the eye can see. Oh, Except man, for awesome. in the densely populated neighborhood where I live, where the man next door was mowing his lawn five minutes ago, and I thought it was going to ruin the whole show, but he stopped. Another thing I'm pissed off about.
1: In the nick of time.
0: But I don't have to be. Uh, man, what's going on? So I, you might notice you can't see me. One of the many technical issues we're having tonight. Yep. Be, be, but I am in a new room. Actually it's the same room that used to be that bedroom that people have seen me, but it's cleared out. The reason is, uh, we're moving my girlfriend in this weekend. I've never lived with a significant other before, so this is a big step for me. But I've kind of swapped out this master bedroom area for studio space. Nice. And I'm hoping to uh do some cool things in here. We'll find out. But
1: oh, that'll a be new fun. space.
0: Uh yeah, so it's been a weekend of moving stuff, <laughs> cleaning stuff, throwing stuff away, um, that kind of thing. So nothing too exciting, but uh just before the show started, my trusty Blue Yeti microphone, that gigantic black monstrosity that everyone associates with me, uh, decided to crap out. And that's the second one that's crapped out on me in a matter of months. And I love those mics, but I have to move on. And so you'll notice uh, if you're watching the visual version of the show, I'm using this shiny chrome blue snowball because that's what I got in the drawers around here. I have to upgrade the mic situation going forward. Uh, and then, of course, our guest, Blair, got called into work right <laughs> before. <I> prefer- <laughs> like a couple hours before the show so we're we're throwing this together but we've got good stuff to talk about
1: yeah good thing Uh, for depaul
0: yes good thing for depaul
1: material for weeks right
0: i uh when i so when i covered it there were a lot of people that commented that that was probably the the angriest that they've seen me which i think is fair
1: yeah yeah
0: i uh there's not much that really pisses me off genuinely pisses me off but someone who tries to silence the perfectly legitimate speaking of somebody else right. at a university no less oh
1: yeah
0: yeah will do it absolutely I
1: was fuming i have been all week i'm still tweeting like angrily at all these DePaul professors because now they've all come out on twitter like uh, scott paith he's a religious professor there a religion professor there um he's he wrote an article today about how um the real original sin in all of this was allowing a speaker that wanted to incite violence. So we've got an <laughs> entire staff at DePaul that are rallying behind these well, dickbags. It makes me so mad. And like, that's, all the, like,
0: that's the sickening part. And that's what really bothers me. And, and yeah. that's what I, so I, I uploaded on this and I was pretty reactionary in it. I, I didn't, all the facts weren't out yet. And one of the things I said was I can't wait to see how you people justify this in it and since yeah. i've uploaded that's what's happened we have the professors you're talking about that we also had the political science professor come out and say hey good job you guys i stand with you great work you I also know. had the university president come out and offer this this non-apology which i want to get through um, right which is not an apology it's a political statement it, it, it's uh, it's a, a refutation of Milo's political points, as though that is what a university president should be speaking on.
1: Right. And he totally mischaracterized Milo.
0: Yeah. And it's the wrong, he, he set up straw man. Yeah. He set Milo up as a complete Ugh. straw man. Um, and then, of course, we also had the, the call in to Edward Ward, who is the, the male figurehead there, the patriarch of the, of the protest effort. The guy who came in with the whistle and shut the whole thing down. Uh, uh, I guess maybe we should have set the stage about uh, describing this whole thing. If you've lived under a rock, basically these people came shut Milo Yiannopoulos, DePaul, uh-huh. uh, with whistles. Security stood by, didn't intervene. Uh, they, they charged Milo extra money for the security, but the security guards and the police just stood there and did nothing. It come, comes out later that DePaul University administration actually ordered them to stand down unless violent. So you have a university standing by saying yeah we're fine with uh with si- silencing the speech of an invited guest at this university, and <laughs> we're fine with these people silencing him threatening him with violence too which they did twice
1: jeez but, the threat I, of violence apparently means nothing like they're not going to curtail any violence from occurring but they'll stop violence if it, if it actually happens what's the point of them
0: i don't know and i don't understand how they can say that milo incites violence when you have the protesters threatening violence directly. I know um, that's not worthy of intervention. So Milo is worthy of intervention because he vaguely threatens violence, but the protesters aren't worthy of an intervention when they, when they explicitly. Threaten. Right. Milo and ne- Milo never said anything even close, but I would like to get into this guy's interview if you want to, and they get mm-hmm. some of the points. Cause that's something that was not out, you know, this, I don't know when this happened. It came out a couple days later, maybe a day. But if you have that uh, interview open, and I can put it in the chat too. I don't even know who this person is.
1: That called him? Called Edward? Yes.
0: Yeah. Do you know who that person is?
1: No, I, I don't know his story, but he wasn't a very good interviewer. I don't think he was a professional journalist or anything.
0: Well, he, he got it done. He got yeah. the guy on the phone <laughs> yeah, and he, he got some. he got him to say some dumb stuff. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give him credit where credit is due there. But it appears that Edward Ward, this guy who stormed the stage, had his phone number just readily available online, and this guy called him. I was listening to Milo's podcast, and he had some of the students on, and he was making fun of Edward Ward, saying, basically, what kind of name is that? If you shorten his name to Ed, his name is still Edward. (laughs) Think about that for a second. True. Uh... So I'm gonna play I think the first minute or so of this and then I, we have some notes, just kind of point by point discussion of his points. And it, we'll let him speak for himself. Here we go, I'm gonna start it now. Just to clarify, uh, what was your stuff Russia? now for shutting down the, the, the talk? Um,
1: here is my thing. When you have someone like that, now, now, now when, when I went, okay, I, I was open to listen to what was big said I was open to, to listen and try and understand
0: but then it's coming from a, a point of ignorance when you make these blatant statements about feminists when you make these blatant statements about, uh, about the LGBTQ community when you make these blatant statements about black people right then this becomes a problem because when you feel this kind of hatred
1: mm-hmm. people like us end up dead we end up dead you get the Charleston uh, South Carolina right these are what you get as a result of his type of speech and rhetoric I it's see. It's not a
0: point of uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a point of shutting down free speech. It's the point of shutting down hate speech. Hate speech. That's okay. What we advocate for. Okay. Sure.
1: So, so you think Milo's any of his remarks will contribute to the? Edward, sorry, I think my phone just got uh, dropped. Um, yeah. So sorry. So. Wait, j- how you uh, well, yeah. I I looked it up just online. It's actually online. <laughs> you you do a lot of community
0: work, so it's just online everywhere. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to stop it there because he kind of repeats himself halfway through the interview, but uh, yeah, that is Edward Ward, the guy who stormed the stage justifying why he shut down a speaker at DePaul. Keep in mind, Ed Edward, Edward, Ward, Edward is, <laughs> is a DePaul alum. He's a political science alum. He's not a graduate. I'm not saying alums have no business or he is a graduate. He's not a student. I'm not saying alums have no business on campus, but uh, I think that is a. a distinction worth noting he's a guy this is one of his points i think the first point that he makes that i want to take on directly is the first thing he says well i went there and i was hoping to listen i (laughs) wanted to see what this was all about i'm just ed ward an alum coming to see what this is all about oh by the way i have a whistle and i have a whole crew and i have several lines rehearsed Come on, dude. Who are you kidding? They didn't listen to
1: any of his retorts, nothing. The entire thing was geared towards uh, just preventing him from saying anything at all. They weren't there to listen. That's an outright lie. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he went there to listen. And so he's talking about Trump and he's talking about racism and all this stuff, none of which were discussed prior to him storming the stage. Milo spoke for about 15 minutes. It, it, granted, it was hosted by the College Republicans. Some of them were wearing MAGA hats. Is that is that how we pronounce the acronym? I don't yeah. know. Make America Great Again, MAGA. I'm going with MAGA. Uh, Trump is only loosely related. Racism right. is very loosely related to Milo in general. The topic of the speech is feminism. I I can understand how. I think they're wrong, but I can understand some people's allegations of like sexism. I don't, I don't think they're right, but I get it. I get where they're coming from. Th- to make a, an allegation of racism, I don't even understand where they're coming from.
1: Neither do I, especially when uh, Katie Danforth, that well-spoken math major, that black girl, gave, came up and like, gave like a riveting speech um, and then was applauded, and they called her a white supremacist. Like, uh, <laughs> are you guys serious? Are you even listening to the things that come out of your mouth? Yet they were worried about white racists being well, violent.
0: And I, I hate to just be a parrot for Milo's show, but it was a great episode this week if you want to listen to find his show. You know where to find it. He's fabulous and everywhere. I don't need to direct you
1: where <laughs> to go.
0: But Based Katie was on the show. Um, oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so there's a discussion with Milo and, and Based Katie. And they talk about that allegation of white supremacy. And their take, I think, is spot on. Milo's take and, and what Katie was talking about, too. You're going to go and call based Katie a white supremacist because she says she believes in taking responsibility for herself and hard right. work and doing yeah. the best she can within the circumstances that she's been offered a great opportunity at a fantastic college to go be a math major and make something of herself as she
1: right does.
0: those are white values according to Ed Edward <laughs> it's, it's a white value to work hard and take responsibility for yourself How much more racist of a claim could you make? But no, it's based Katie who has a bad opinion of black people.
1: Right, so ridiculous just because she's responsible. But I'm so happy that this happened, that they allowed this to happen because the more that they do this, um, the more they're gonna be exposed for their idiotic belief system. Like it could not have been better for like an educated black girl to get up there and be like, I'm responsible for myself. You know, and then for them to call her a racist, it just exposed everything so perfectly.
0: Yeah. And that's why, well, that's why I'm, I think, it was, so you and I were talking about this a little while before, I don't know when it just happened. And one of the things you said was like, it's a new trigly puff every week.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: I can't believe how far this stuff goes and people still yeah. stand behind it. This was one example yeah, where you're like, yeah. there's no way they're going to come out and justify this. And yet too, the president comes out and does this. Hold off on that, because I want to rip into his in a minute. Um, but I want to get to yeah. the rest of what Ed Ward Ward said. Um, when you spew this kind of hatred, people like us end up dead, citing the Charleston, South Carolina <sighs> shooting.
1: Ugh, God.
0: I spew this kind of ha- critical. Ma- He's not criticizing Black people, by the way. Milo loves Black people too much, yeah. probably. Um, yeah he's he's what afrophilic let's let's put it that I way I think that's let's what call he calls that. himself yeah is that, is that a term okay we'll go <laughs> with that afrophil he's yeah afrophiliac that's <laughs> weird um but do you people
1: I can't, like I'm I'm and...
0: struggling to find words because under his standard anything critical of anyone well that could inspire a mass shooting and and he goes on and say Um, It's not a point of shutting down free speech. It's a point of shutting down hate speech. Well, I hate to break it to you. Hate speech is free speech. You might find it distasteful, but (laughs) there's not. He can stand up there and say, I think this minority group is terrible on account of the color of their skin. Now, the university doesn't have to sanction that. You don't have to listen to it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But it is protected.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And it's inclusive.
1: Everybody knows this. I mean, I don't even understand why they're trying to make an argument that hate, hate speech is some kind of other kind of speech, not protected. Like how can you even make that argument?
0: Well, and it's, it's nebulous. It's this, yeah. it's never defined. Oh, hate speech, uh, uh, sometime. I mean, I thought the conversation we had last week, I really enjoyed. I, I liked having Ken on the show to provide that perspective. I, one of the things he mentioned, he did get into hate speech a little bit and mm-hmm. we didn't really have time to drill that down, but I would love for one of these people to come on and say, this is this is the the box in which hate speech fits, right? And this is this should not happen ever. Um, as a legal matter, we don't have that. As a legal matter, we we criminalize action. You you don't have a right to yell fire in a theater because of the danger that it puts people and you don't have a free speech right to child pornography because of the child victims you don't have a right to threaten a person if it's a credible threat because of the violence that may result of course you don't have results of that but that's more about restricting the action than the speech i can go out i can go out and see someone and be like hey sorry hey you look you look real fucking dumb (laughs) you look stupid i hate your clothes i hate your haircut i hate whatever hate speech you and you can think i'm a jerk Probably am a jerk. But that doesn't mean it's some other box of speech that's outside the realm of, of right. what we hold to be important. I don't know. I, I could just decides? ramble on this forever.
1: <laughs> it, it's a dangerous concept because who decides what is and is not hate speech, you know? The line of appropriateness is, is ever changing and it's whoever decides, you know, what is or is not hate speech, they they hold a lot of power.
0: <clears throat> and, and and you know, if hate speech is so broadly defined as Something that could make someone feel bad about themselves or group with which they identify, or something like that. Think about major advances in human history or celebrated artwork, or so much of that is a critical message or a fuck you to someone. Right. Think about Galileo and the persecution. I don't, I'll probably misspeak here, but he was persecuted for his astrological beliefs, right? Which they turned out to be correct. Mm -hmm. you know is it hate speech to be like sorry you're dumb your understanding of astronomy right
1: right
0: i always i'm always careful not to confuse astronomy and astrology (laughs) i'm talking about the science not the bullshit horoscope stuff your understanding of astronomy is incorrect here's why is that if someone's feelings get hurt is that hate speech
1: yeah and people have been offended by different things throughout history like french impressionists because of their depiction of nudity they were you know notoriously offensive um and that, you know, that seems really tame in this age. So these are ever-changing definitions also.
0: I d- and I don't know who's responsible for perpetuating these, this, this hate speech buzzword that has emerged in the last year. Well, that's not free speech. That's hate speech. Uh, sorry, I guess. I mean, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't need, The First Amendment, I understand it's a legal issue. People will say, well, it's not about the government. Yeah, it's about the values that we have and the principle behind it and the philosophy behind
1: it. -hmm.
0: What do you think that value and that principle is designed to protect? Do we need it so I can say like, you know what I think are cool? Unicorns (laughs) and rainbows. They're real fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We don't need it for that. We need it so I can say, you look fucking stupid and I hate you. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with that. I couldn't think <laughs> of a good example, but we'll go
1: <laughs> what else did he uh, talk about? We should hit all the points in this. That,
0: those are the two that I noted. His um, justification. Again, the, the, the hypocrisy and inconsistency of saying, well, we can't let Milo speak because he threatens people's well-being, but I'm going to get up on the stage and say, you better be careful or else I'll smack you good.
1: <laughs> I know too bad nobody has the audio of him threatening milo
0: because
1: yeah. i'm very confident he did it's not really milo's style to make up some something like that
0: no. yeah you're right it and it is his his description that we're relying on so that mm. is an important note but I'm, I'm with you i i have no reason to doubt that that i mean he stands over him in an intimidating way I,
1: right right
0: it seems that that's the case i i, I buy that within the definitely
1: point. And when you when you tell people that something like that happened in this day and age, you always have to entertain that like it probably was caught on audio. So Milo knows he knows better than to lie yeah. about these things, even though I don't think he would. His character is
0: if Milo was um, some type of third wave feminist speaker, maybe
1: <laughs> Then I'd be skeptical.
0: Maybe we reconsider. Maybe we doubt it. Uh, probably not fair. Send your emails to beautyandthebeta@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Of course that's fair. They've lost their credibility. Milo hasn't.
0: Not yet. Not yet. I, I mean, it, it, the criticisms against him, and a lot of people don't like him as a matter of taste, and that's fair. He, he is very blunt. He doesn't, he's, he's not softening anything for anybody. Right. And right. so if you find that objectionable as a matter of taste, you know what? That's great. There are plenty of speakers that I don't like stylistically. And that's fine. I don't, I don't try to shut them down. I don't say that they're wrong on the basis of their style statistics presented right. through any style are still correct
1: Sorry. and i don't think he's really playing a character i hear that a lot too everybody's like well I, I think he's kind of playing this like super gay conservative i'm like no i'm pretty sure through and through he's a super gay conservative i think that this is who he is fundamentally the way he behaves
0: yeah i mean i if i were to guess and i've only followed him for all well, maybe I would guess that the level of fame and notoriety he's achieved as a result of this has probably made him amplify those characteristics <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But I, yeah. Don't, I don't think that he's presenting a dishonest version of him. I don't believe that this is an invention for the sake of No,
1: no. He's always been controversial. controversial, even from videos of him in, like, I don't know, the mid-2000s. He was equally as controversial. I think he's just being who he is.
0: <laughs> well, that's all I got on our good friend Edward Ward.
1: Let's talk about this president's apology letter.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't I didn't put the quote in here. I probably should have, because he opens this letter by saying, well, it turns out there was some chaos over at my old campus, DePaul, but look at me. I am in Normandy, France, celebrating the sacrifices made by soldiers so many years ago, preserving the freedom that <laughs> we cherish, except for freedom of speech. They were wrong about that. Fuck them. <laughs> They shouldn't have stormed those beaches for that. They were very mistaken. Everything else is great though. Yeah. So it was bizarre that he set the stage like, look, I'm in a place that where the fate of, of the freedoms we enjoy and cherish was decided. Now I'm going to tell you why. Fuck those freedoms."
1: Oh, so smug. So smug. It's one of those apologies. That's like, I'm sorry. You feel that way.
0: Yeah. They're the worst. (laughs) God. Our generation does that too.
1: I know, I know, it's bad. You know, it
0: is, a, it is a fine line between deciding, people were mad at Obama this week for, the, for apologizing in Hiroshima or not. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually apologize, but people thought it was still capitulation. The, the fine line between when an apology is appropriate and when you're just being a bitch is um, fine. It, it's a fine line. The line is fine. <laughs> but I, I don't think this was a difficult one. If yeah. you're that university president.
1: Uh, no, you apologize that the speakers say you're ashamed of the way people behaved. that this shouldn't happen on a campus where they promote free speech and, you know, diversity of thought, and that's it. Like four lines. Just keep your mouth shut. Instead he had to write like three paragraphs about how, you know, they should have never invited him in the first place and he believes this and this, you know, this and that ridiculous thing that he doesn't actually believe. It was if, insulting. If,
0: and if he did that, if he did it that way, the, the way that you and I would advocate, he would then have to come out and say, in addition to those four lines, he would have to say why university administration called off security when it was- Right. Abundantly clear security was necessary. Right, so,
1: right. Have they not seen any of these previous talks? Like in every one of the Milo lectures, securities needed to be amped up and there's been a protest at like at least half of them.
0: And he, and he did say, well, we were surprised by the reaction, surprised, so you didn't watch any of the dangerous faggot tour, apparently. Uh, which I can forgive you for. Some people don't watch it. That's fine. But you did charge charge the college Republicans an extra grand or two to cover the security. So yeah, it's going to be dangerous and it's going to be contentious. We need extra money and thank you for the payment. But by the way, you're not going to get the services you paid for. So the surprise line is bullshit. That is not speculation. That is not uh, a contextual guess. That is bullshit because they asked for money for the very reason that they later say they are surprised uh, for or about
1: God, I, I
0: want to read a couple of these quotes uh the, and they're paragraphs but I we have to read them because the what he chose to do that bothers me the most I I don't even know about it everything bothers me didn't go into the issue which is when is it appropriate or not to silence an invited guest on campus and to provide security when that speaker's in danger instead he went into the politics of it So, quote, Mr. Yiannopoulos and I, this is the president speaking, Mr. Yiannopoulos and I share very few opinions. He argues that there is no wage gap for women, a difficult position to maintain in light of government data. Nope. Actually, very easy to maintain. If you listen to Milo speak, uh, you would understand why that's an easy position to maintain.
1: God, you can defend yourself in, like, 30 seconds. You can totally refute the entire idea of the wage gap. God.
0: As a gay man, well, he got that right. As a gay man, he has claimed that sexual preference is entirely a choice, something few, if any, LGBTQ—he forgot the AAIIP++—bigot <laughs> individuals would claim as their own experience. Not true.
1: I've never heard him say that before.
0: It's not true. And where is he also,
1: even getting that?
0: No idea. But by the way, if someone wants, to, if someone has scientific data, evidence, or speculation that it is a choice i might not agree but you still let him on campus to speak right that, i don't care if you th- i mean to me that seems pretty settled but i don't care it, so he has an opinion who cares he claims that white men have fewer privileges than women or people of color again he'll provide you with the reasoning as to why he believes that to be the case mm-hmm. and you can make a credible case for it Yes, you can. I don't know what DePaul's student breakdown is, but there might be more women there than men. That's how it was at my school. There might be more female graduates than men. That's how it was at my school.
1: Yep.
0: Not saying that's good or bad. I don't even think that's a problem necessarily. But <laughs> why does that disqualify him as a speaker? Right. Um, a statement that is immediately suspect. When white men continue to occupy the vast majority of top positions in nearly every major Okay, so milo has the wrong ideas about identity politics
1: he's treating him like he's a nazi jeez milo I doesn't don't... believe anything that's that fringe i mean i've never heard him say anything that's totally shocking i don't know why everybody acts like he's so controversial maybe it's the gay angle like you know in conjunction with his conservatism could, could
0: you imagine imagine a world this is going to be like a movie trailer in a world where <laughs> everything is backwards. Imagine a Black Lives Matter meeting at DePaul, And imagine it's crashed by the Milo Conservative Gay Club. In exactly oh, yeah. the same fashion, in exactly the reverse way. Something tells me the security guards don't stand down. Something tells me this, this president doesn't uh, write in in his apology. Well, Black Lives Matter has a lot of positions that are difficult to maintain in light of data. Which is true. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Doesn't mean they don't have legitimate grievances, but it does mean this guy has a clear ideological slant that is not uh, appropriate for a university <laughs> administrator. Your job is to, to maintain the integrity of the school, make sure mm-hmm. everyone's safe, make sure that this, the school is up to academic standards of right, all the right. other schools in the world. Make sure you're producing critical thinkers that come out of DePaul, not indoctrinated children.
1: Yeah, really. And why are all these professors on Twitter, too?
0: I don't know. When I was in school, Twitter was still pretty new. So I don't, I don't know if that's a thing or not. Um, Twitter was a thing when I was in school, but I didn't tweet, and I, don't, I wouldn't have guessed my professors were on.
1: Yeah, it seems unprofessional. Like, they shouldn't be interacting with students on social media. That was the general rule of thumb at Mizzou. I never talked to any of my professors on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. I think that would seem kind of like a a breach of academic professionalism or, you know, there was advocacy at my school for X, Y, and Z, and you could agree or not, but I've never seen a professor post on social media, like a praise for that type of thing. Maybe they, I don't know. I I guess I don't know if I, where I stand on professors taking a stance on issues of controversy, but I do know where I stand that they shouldn't be endorsing silencing of speakers on campus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really?
0: You know, if it was like organic produce in the cafeteria and the professor signed on, okay, whatever. But, uh, stifling of speech of invited guests. I, I mean, that, that gets to the academic integrity, not just the food that you're eating or some other irrelevant issue.
1: Right. Hmm. I don't know. It sheds culture on the, um, or sheds um, light on the culture in academia too, which is good. I mean, these professors are, they're the ones that are churning out these students. And to some degree, they're not really responsible uh, for all the things they do. I mean, professors are reinforcing their behavior, like um, all these professors, they're tweeting at them, telling them that they're doing a great job, they're doing you know, wonderful things for the black community. Uh, they're being positively rewarded by their schools for this. So, you know, to some degree, I, I kind of pity them. It's like how I felt bad for Trigglypuff, too.
0: Like, yeah, people made her, you know? You shouldn't, and I, I, I felt that, too, and I, I've come around. I can't
1: help it, man. She's got, she has a grim life ahead of her. I mean, just look at her. There's no way she's happy or she's ever going to be happy like that. I just look at her, and I see a lifetime of sadness. It's grim.
0: that's because she exists within the patriarchal constructs we've installed (laughs) you know as soon as she's free from all the exp that's the thing it's not a social expectation that everyone just wants to find a quality partner live in a nice home have a more or less normal life you know that that's it's sorry that's there was no secret meeting where everyone got together and decided that's what it was going to be and we shame those who don't it's just what most people want and Mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry to these professors. Sorry to Triglypuff. I don't even... I don't know. We're, getting, we're, we're derailing here. We're getting off. <laughs> I could go off on Triglypuff for free. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I, I do think... To your point, I, feel, I do feel a little bit sorry for her in that she is likely a victim of someone who put her into that mindset. And if you saw Sargon's video, he's, he basically made the same claim about Ed Ward right that this professor who was tweeting in support of him molded him into this this person that believes he is uh completely disadvantaged and has no chance in society on account of the color of his skin this professor if you go on to rate my professors has uh, a ton of uh, bad reviews with these similar allegations of biased uh doesn't like white students that kind of thing promotes a very tunnel-visioned, ideologically-driven view of the world that you either fit into or you don't. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that Ed Ward was in kind of a struggling, uh, a position of struggle in his life where he had just broken up with his girlfriend, had a bunch of troubles going on, came under the wing of this professor, who, you know, this Darth Sidious of Black Lives Matters who's just like, oh, let, the, <laughs> let the anger flow through you, that kind of thing. And became this, you know? And, and that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but that's the story of how people get involved in cults. They're like, oh, I, well, I was broken, and then I found this much greater cause. And I think that's the argument Sargon made, too. Um, and that sheds light on Black Lives Matter, too. It's like an ideology, like a really extreme ideology that people can sink their teeth into and feel like they're acting on behalf of a much greater good. Yeah. And that's why you know, it's, so, it's getting so much momentum.
0: I, I have no idea what the trend looks like. I hope it's losing momentum after events like this.
1: Yeah. And, and it's I hope a, so. so. I think it is. It's got to be, right? But every time annoying, I say that, you
0: know. That annoying disclaimer that you have to put on things of uh, you can criticize Black Lives Matter, the ideology, and the movement without being racist. Black Lives Matter and Black people are not synonymous. Right. <laughs> like, keep that in mind. It's annoying that you have to make that claim, but it's the same thing with Islam.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that mean
0: Islamic people are terrible? No, but I think Islam is full of bad ideas. The ideology is full of Yes. yeah great can't criticize ideas people can't separate ideas from people it gets annoying uh, you want to really
1: can't just across the board it's hard for it's hard for everybody
0: i mean black lives matter unless you try hard in your math class because that's a white value
1: then, <laughs> yeah really white supremacy until,
0: until until base katie starts slacking then and only then does her life
1: Matter. <laughs> uh you want to the the letter do you want me to read yeah i
0: was going to say i've got another round of bullshit for you if you want to hear it
1: all right let's let's read all right from the president of depaul generally i do not respond to speakers of mr yiannopoulos's ilk as i believe they're more entertainers and self-serving provocateurs than the public intellectuals they purport to be (laughs) what an asshole their shtick (laughs) is to shock and incite a strong emotional response um, they can then use to discredit the moral high ground claimed by their opponents. That is exactly what black lives matter does by inciting racism from white people by acting so atrociously. And then they're like, you're racist. They just want to claim the moral high ground by being assholes. This oh, is there's so no, horrible.
0: there's no doubt they would have claimed that as a victory. As far as I know, there weren't yeah. racial uh, epithets thrown at the event, which is by the way, a credit. I'm not saying the fact that they didn't do that is a credit to their patients, but Milo displayed exceptional patience. The all the students displayed exceptional patience. It was me. I'd start getting pissed, and if someone's threatening violence at me, man, I, I, I would hope that I would display the patience that they did. Yeah.
1: If I were Milo, though, and that girl had been screaming in my face, it would have taken everything I had just not to smack her right in the face. Like he showed a remarkable amount of patience, and if he would have hit her, I kind of would have been like. Yeah, all right. I'm fine with that.
0: <laughs> so so think, think about what this guy's saying here, too. Or did you finish the quote, or is there more? Oh,
1: no, I got, I got a little more.
0: Okay, let's um, finish it off.
1: This is unworthy of university discourse, but not unfamiliar across American higher education. This is so smug. There will always be speakers who exploit the difference within our human community to their own benefit, blissfully unconcerned with the damage they can leave behind. Okay.
0: You want to take well, this one? Because I'm too mad.
1: <laughs> I mean... I don't even know where to start. Um, the part about American higher education, I think it's the smug quality of this that, that pisses me off so much. First of all, he says that Milo is a provocateur and that he's not an actual intellectual he's purporting to be. That is exactly what Black Lives Matter is. And feminism and a, you know, a lot of these you know leftist type uh, mentalities. It's, it blows my mind, this is so hypocritical. And, this and is on. Unver- oh sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, is it a distinction that matters? Oh, sorry, only DePaul president appointed real intellectuals get to yeah, be invited and really. in sp- to get to speak on campus. What yeah. the hell is that? No comedians, yeah. no entertainers? You have to be, a, what is there, an intellectual test that you need to pass? It's not your job to police who's <laughs> an intellectual and who's not. A student group worked months and paid thousands of dollars to host a speaker on your campus. His intellectual qualifications are irrelevant irrelevant yeah, do irrelevant. not matter and you're not the king of who's an intellectual and who's not
1: so smug um and then this part where he says there will always be speakers who exploit the difference within our human community to their own benefit um so he's accusing milo of you know uh, inciting divisiveness but that's also just exactly what black lives matter does the, the only way unconcerned with the damage they leave behind milo cares about the world and his, how his discourse affects other people. He really does, like, you know, he's, he's an intense person, but the only people that show that they do not care what the damage is that they're going to leave behind is Black Lives Matter.
0: The the only way you can agree with what he's saying, that he seeks to divide people uh, on their characteristics, is if you are unable to separate ideas from people. If you think all women are feminists, then yes, Milo insults women. If you think all black people are part of Black Lives Matter, then yes, Milo insults black people. He's he's insulting, I would argue, criticizing, through evidence, through Mm -hmm. observation, through reasoning. ideas ideas Ideas. not people feminism is an idea black lives matter is an idea they they happen to be organized around a particular characteristic but they're ideas he's not
1: (sighs) i don't know i thought his minority status was going to award him more protection in the university sphere but apparently it doesn't even really matter like he only has sex with black men and he's gay like he's not a homophobe and he's not a racist but they're still able to spin this I thought he would be protected, like largely protected by that.
0: Well, as he likes to say, he doesn't gay correctly. (laughs) That's what this is. He and Base Katie are the same thing. They don't gay correctly, they don't black correctly. Everyone else is racist, but by the way, if you are these characteristics, if you are a part of this uh, identity group, Hmm. you definitely are ideologically homogenous. We know how you vote, we know what you read, we know what you like to watch, what you like to listen to, what you like to do for entertainment what your family situation is like. We know everything about you based on your sexual orientation or your race. But by the way, you're racist. You're homophobic. This is the world we live
1: in. I don't know. I can't imagine that the response is going to be anything but people, you know, seeing what Black Lives Matter really is. There's no way they're going to continue to gain support and momentum behaving like this. Like The average black person can see through this and be like, but this does not represent my community.
0: I'm sure there's polling out there. I think one of the things that's interesting is uh, the low scores that uh, feminism gets among women, women Mm -hmm. uh, identifying as feminists today with something around the 20% and what I've seen. I
1: think it's 18% in the US.
0: I I would imagine, I would like to see a poll um, about Black Lives Matter public opinion in the African-American community.
1: I bet it's low, I mean... I don't I, I I wonder there must be something of the nature. If anybody has that data, link it to us in the chat. Or That's...
0: email it to us at our brand new email address, medianbeta <laughs> <in the> at <laughs> gmail.com. No, no 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 no. I need a sounder for that, some kind of production. Yeah, value. really. <laughs> um I, I don't know. I feel like I've ripped on this president enough. It, the, this is just punching bag material, but this you would think it's it, it's some Facebook Comment. You know, I love ripping on these things when they're YouTube comments or Facebook comments and people, you know, say it's low hanging right. fruit and like, oh, you're criticizing an idiot anyway.
1: But this yeah, is that's just true. heartening.
0: <laughs> well, this is but this is a guy in a position yeah. of power. This is a guy in charge of educating our youth. And it reads like a Facebook post. I don't care if it I really I honestly I don't care if it was Adolf Hitler himself. I don't care if it was uh, Lucifer himself. I don't care if it was <laughs> Bin Laden himself. It's an invited speaker on campus who's been yeah, approved. Absolutely. They don't they they don't have to host him. Let me make that clear. They don't have to host him. It's their private school. They can, whoever governs it can reject him and say he's not speaking on our campus. Fine. But you don't let him come in. You don't approve it. You don't demand more money for security guards, and then uh, just let the whole thing be shut down. You yeah. don't do that.
1: And did they even watch what happened to Mizzou? Tuition is down well, by yeah. I think like thirty percent. They're thirty-five million dollars out. Like, did, this is a bad bad move for depaul i think that they're going to go the way of mizzou
0: oh yeah i, I Did mean, you see I, their I've,
1: facebook ratings
0: yeah yeah that's another good talker you want to describe what that's about
1: um i think that they were at like i don't know what they were at before people before the depaul incident was it like at like eight it was like a pretty good eight out of ten it's
0: out something. of five let's oh, assume it? it's i'm assuming your average school is probably pretty high because it's just people who go there like yeah my school's awesome so i'm sure it was up in the four range <laughs> in The yeah, four, but
1: it's 1.1 1. 1 now yeah.
0: Last I looked, it was thirteen thousand reviews. I think, and and <laughs> almost all of them are one star.
1: Yeah, well, of course, that's what's gonna happen. It just really piss people off. Yeah, it really piss people off.
0: And I don't think and there's a lot of people commenting in there like, you know, f you guys. I go to DePaul, and yeah, this was a bad incident, but DePaul is still a good place. And and I do buy those students. I, I, um I do I don't want to put too much stock in the online internet mob mentality of people just piling on and saying it's a school sh- but the, the things they shouldn't have been surprised by low speaking being controversial yeah public opinion being bad when you shut down a speaker or public your PR right your public reaction not good. This shouldn't know. be surprising either. And, it, and I've talked to several people on Twitter and in the comments and stuff. And some people I know have college-age kids. And they're like, look, yeah, my, college, my kid's taking tours of colleges. We're considering where he or she might go. Um, DePaul's, DePaul's not one of those. Whether list. it's on the list or not. I, I yeah. wouldn't. If I was a high school kid, no way.
1: Uh-uh.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, I, Back in my old college leftist days, <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
0: which I don't think I was too different, but I definitely went to college as one of those, like I know everything and my liberal worldview is 100% correct. (laughs) And then four years of people telling me I'm wrong at college beat that out of me. I think the most controversial speaker that we had when I was in school was John Bolton. And that was probably in 08. So he he was what, Bush's, I think, UN ambassador, something UN related under the Bush administration. It was when the wars were all controversial and there was a good percentage of uh, student population that didn't like him. And But but as far as I remember, and I think there might have been protests and stuff, nobody went to shut him down. Yeah. You, you went to the speech and you're like, hey, I have a question for you. I think these wars are bad. And I think our foreign policy is bad. Can you comment on that? <laughs> Why, yes, I can. <laughs> and that's how you handle these things. You don't know, like Milo. Talk to him in the questions, which, by the way, are like an hour long. You saw it at University of uh, California, Santa Barbara the day mm-hmm. after. They yeah. did a long Q&A and there's full of... uh. Full of white knight questioners, but that's how it should be. <laughs> Did you get a chance to see any of that? Uh-uh. Oh my god! So there's this one guy who got up early and was like, "You, you've made claims about feminism, and um, how how can you make those claims uh, considering uh, the data? You know that kind of." Milo will be like, "What? What are you talking about? What data? Well, you you said that feminism's bad and it's insufferable." <laughs> insufferable people just trying to get him in these gotcha like
1: yeah and then he's like what (laughs) he always he always bests them
0: yeah it it was a pretty good watch and you know what schools are
1: next on the tour do you know i know yale's coming up
0: that's not till halloween
1: oh really geez yeah
0: man so but he's gonna go in full headdress right he's gonna culturally appropriate (laughs) but so they were in they were at ucsb Wednesday or Thursday or something. I know he went to UC, was it Irvine? He had an event with um, Dave Rubin, which I have not seen anything on, but and I would like to see. this was
1: post-Depaul, right? Yes. And it was uneventful it was, as well. I think it
0: was Friday mess. night. Uh, I don't know, I haven't seen anything on it, but I know I'm it sure happened.
1: sure we would have heard about it though, if, uh,
0: you know. Or was scheduled to happen. Yeah. Ruben,
1: uh,
0: eh? Yeah, Dave mm-hmm. Rubin is my uh, political kindred spirit.
1: Oh, really? It's I like, like
0: him. yeah, he's um, he's just another guy that's like, I mean, just like me, right? Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, you know, a religious non-believer, historical Democrat voter, um, unqualified liberal who just looks around and is like, what? <laughs> what the hell has happened?
1: Yeah.
0: We're we're supposed to be we're supposed to be the ones who don't care about skin mm-hmm. color, who don't care about gender, who don't care about orientation. Now it's all we talk about
1: yeah
0: it's the worst but but dave rubin is a voice for sanity agreed uh but he i i don't know i guess he doesn't gay correctly either (laughs) uh speaking of dave though so the thing that's been going on lately is this this debate that's supposed to happen eventually between shapiro and milo on dave's show I've I heard know. about
1: this a little bit. Is this, I thought this was kind of a joke. Is this actually going to happen?
0: I've, it's, it keeps going back and forth, and they're like Trump and Bernie. They say they're going to do it, then they back out, and then they don't. <laughs> and it's unclear whose fault it is, although I think, I guess the Trump one is Trump's fault. I don't, I don't really know. And I guess the Milo Shapiro one is Ben's <laughs> fault. I don't know that much about Shapiro because I don't follow him that close.
1: He's brilliant but blinded by his hatred of Trump. So well, I kind did- of stopped listening to him
0: the so the big p- turning point for him was the Michelle Fields incident right
1: that's why i fell off board i was really into it and i was like okay i can get behind this guy cuz everything he was saying was true and he was you know his his whole shtick is, you know, uh, facts above feelings. But then this Michelle Fields thing happened, and he used it as an, as an opportunity to leave Breitbart, which he was planning on doing anyway. I thought that was really dishonest. And he sided with her, and then when charges were pressed, he said, well, now we know that it happened because charges were pressed. And I was like, oh, my God, are you even listening to yourself? What about rape culture and rape hysteria? We talk about that all the time on all of our channels. You know, you talk about it all the time. What about that? It's like he had he had no idea I mean he must have realized intellectually what he was saying and how hypocritical it was, but he seemed to have no awareness of it. And then this whole feud with you know with Milo is tiring, It's trite. We've unfollowed him on Twitter for some reason. They just kind of. I don't understand
0: the nature of their dispute. Is it just because you don't support Trump and you left Breitbart, so you're a big jerk? Or is it more.
1: Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, it became contentious after the Michelle Fields incident before it was just like, you know, like prodding, like, oh, you're a fag and like, you're a short shoe. It was just stuff like that. But like, Mm -hmm. then afterwards, like, he unfriended him on Twitter, uh, unfollowed him on Twitter. And then um, it's gotten pretty hateful between them. I'd, I'd probably because of the Breitbart, leaving Breitbart. Hate
0: speech. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just hate speech. <laughs> we
0: can't have hate speech. As someone needs to inform them that hate speech will get Ed Ward on the case. Ed Ward <laughs> yeah. Consulting. Well, he, he really? yeah, I mean, it probably is Milo's fault. There's probably hate speech from Milo to Ben. In fact, he, that, <laughs> Milo was talking about that on stage. Like Ben Shapiro was short and he's um, whatever. I forget what he was saying. He's, he's, I think it was just a Ben is short chant. But he was ripping on Ben before. I think that was right before Ed Ed Ward was pacing back and forth, and then he called him a c-word and said he'd hit on him if he said he'd hit on him if he wasn't yeah. such a c-word. Yeah. He said he
1: was a dapper dresser, and he would yeah. hit on him if he wasn't such a cunt.
0: He, d- <laughs> he did have a pretty good getup. All right, my just voice start. just cracked. I think.
1: Ooh.
0: Flashback to puberty. <laughs> Guess I'm just nervous. I'm tr- I'm trying to talk to a girl, and I'm 13. So. Um, you know how it is. So <laughs> all you 13 year olds in the chat, can, you know, what I, you know, the struggle, Yeah. I really. see you, I see you there. Um, so we got a few minutes left. I have a few topics. I think we've kind of beat this one to death. I don't know if you, or you want to, uh, um,
1: do we I, have time to talk about the Katie Kirk gun documentary that really pissed me off?
0: We got, I mean, I, I have time so we can go even go a little long if it takes. Okay. That's one thing we can play. Uh, the other, I, I will say too, I didn't get a chance to talk about it to about anybody, but I'm not gonna make a video about it because it was uneventful. I went to a Trump rally, uh, and I went to and I posted on Twitter. I might not go because nothing's gonna happen because we're sensible here in Montana. I was going to see if there were protesters, I wanted to film protests, talk to protesters, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone called me a cuck said <laughs> I had to go. Don't be a cuck. Go to the rally. So I went. And I drove 140 miles and then I parked there and I went up to the event and they were selling cool stuff like Hillary for prison shirts. And like, I almost bought a camouflage, make America great again, hat with the orange font. But I didn't. <laughs> and, and I walked around two protesters, two,
1: Ruh-roh.
0: two, and one looked homeless and they had stupid signs that were hard to read. And it just, they weren't even chanting. They weren't even making noise, pointless talk to them. So I went, uh, and got coffee with my mom instead because she lives in that city. So like a true cuck like a true mama's boy i returned home and we discussed I don't, know, I don't even i think we talked about milo actually i think we talked about the milo event over coffee for an hour or two that was my uh experience at the trump event here For and she knows know milo comment. is
1: she conservative uh
0: well she's a she's a good mom. she watches
1: oh
0: uh, <laughs> um no my parents are lifelong democratic voters too and i oh I'm, that's
1: right you told me that
0: yeah i'm trying to chip away well they're gonna vote hillary and i'm trying to chip away at that at least um, but it's a tough. Anyway, kind
1: an uphill battle with the the, Ka- the Katie
0: Couric documentary uh, was. <laughs> so, did you get a chance to read through it, watch it, all that stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, I did. Um, for you guys that haven't uh, seen it or read about it, I didn't watch the documentary. I watched I watched the clips though. But Katie Couric made a documentary about guns, and she did some very dishonest editing, where she edited in an eight second silence after asking a bunch of these. Um, gun advocates. A que- I don't know, what was the question? I don't even remember.
0: We can play it. Um, it was something like, um, what, tops, "What stops a terrorist from buying a gun?" Basically.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but in actuality, they had an immediate and well thought out answer ready to go. And if you hear the actual audio, um, you can hear that.
0: So I'll play Couric's version right now. This will just be audio. Couric's version is in the edited version in the documentary. Here we go.
1: Let me ask you another question. If there are no background checks for gun purchasers, how do you prevent felons or terrorists from purchasing a gun?
0: And the silence you hear is a bunch of people staring around at each other. Like, what? She's stumped us. How do we stop terrorists and felons from buying guns? Just a bunch of people standing around, uh, standing around, staring at each other. Now, someone—I don't know how they actually obtained this—but something called the Washington Free Beacon has <laughs> the unedited footage, the full interview, and what that sounds like is this: If there are no
1: background checks, how do you prevent? I know how you all are going to answer this, but I'm asking anyway. If there are no background checks for gun purchasers how do you prevent felons or terrorists from walking into say a licensed gun dealer and purchasing a gun well one if, <laughs> if you're not
0: in jail you should still have your basic rights and you should go buy a gun so if uh, you're a terrorist it, or a felon if you're, if you're a felon and you've done your time you should have your rights what well the fact in is we do have statutes both at the federal and state level that prohibit classes of people from being
1: in possession of firearms. If you're under 18 in Virginia, you can't walk around with a gun. If you're an illegal immigrant, if you're uh, a convicted felon, um, if you've been adjudicated insane, uh, these things are already illegal. So what we're really asking about is a question of prior restraint.
0: How can? And he goes on. Uh, so <laughs> regardless of the facts regardless of your stance on guns, regardless of any of that this is some of the most dishonest reporting i've seen in a long time
1: yeah it's like way worse than hogs guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> shout out to ken hey
1: hey again hey, hey. in corrects
0: <laughs> defense she was on the plane okay not all the facts <laughs> were out
1: we're just gonna, wanted I, to get the I'm story gonna... out just gonna one run that joke
0: out. into the ground i'm sure yeah right it was a tight deadline had to get it uploaded <laughs> look the truth has a way of coming out itself all in good fun can i appreciate you i try to give credit a ton of credit for coming on the show and, and talking with us Yeah, but i yeah, i reserve the right the only
1: one that, that i reserve the
0: right to make jokes about it too and so i'm <laughs> glad we keep that alive
1: yeah
0: okay the, i mean this is troublesome my my opinion on guns is just it's changed a lot in the last year for sure Mm -hmm. definitely was a person who was a lot more open to regulation than i think i am now because i can't really reconcile why i'm open to regulating it the reasoning i use in the same way like i'm very hard line on speech right
1: right
0: and you don't censor dangerous speech because you don't censor that for everyone because in the hands of a responsible user it's a very important thing Mm -hmm. same thing i've kind of come around to think about on guns you can't take the potential actions of abuser as a reason to take away a constitutional right for, uh, for someone who uses it completely lawfully and responsibly. So full disclosure, someone who's kind of, uh, maybe I was previously more on Couric's side. I, I, your side should be irrelevant here. This is, right. it doesn't matter which side she was trying to prove. This is the most dishonest thing ever. It's like bias inherently is not a bad thing. Really, what's a bad thing is honesty. There's nothing... Yeah. Like if, if going back to the Ken example, if he came on our show and said, yeah, I, I like Bernie. I think he's a better candidate than Trump uh, for reasons X, Y, and Z. And I made the video to show that Bernie's a good guy. Right. I don't care that you're biased in favor of Bernie. You're honest. Mm-hmm. Right, Katie? I don't care that you hate guns. I don't care that you have that bias. Just be honest with me.
1: Right. And now our documentary has been totally discredited because anybody that reads that article is like, wow, that really is dishonest. She could have just aired it as it happened and probably would have, you know, not had this problem the media. This in, is a big in
0: story. My, in my past life, so many flashbacks to age 22 year old uh 21 22 somewhere around there like ideologically leftist me. <laughs> in in my previous life. Now I lost my thought. I would Damn it. Never mind. I thought I had something intelligent to say but I got lost in the nostalgia.
1: This has been our best day ever, Skag.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, I guess. Damn it. I hate it when that happens.
1: The best well, one.
0: all things considered, I am pretty proud that we were able to make the show happen. I know.
1: We um, made the show, Yay. Which
0: I don't think my video feed ever showed up on your end.
1: It didn't, no. 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 I'm just trying to keep my eyes off the live chat because it was distracting. Me. <laughs>
0: pretty good. Although we had a healthy chat. I'm sorry we didn't necessarily get to do much chat interaction today, but we appreciate you guys coming. And chatting it up live with us as always um i think we're pretty good do you want to talk more correct or you feel like we're uh we've covered it
1: 7 p.m let's keep it to an hour and not piss people off
0: 7 p.m left coast time 8 p.m mountain time when you feel red-blooded American. <laughs> not you hippie left coasters uh okay well we will call it there thank you guys as always for coming and chatting live we appreciate that thank you to all our listeners on demand on youtube and itunes and all the audio platforms we appreciate that very much uh it's been a wonderful show we've had a fun time do want to give another shout out didn't use shout out that's a stupid term. a moment <coughs> of respect a moment of honor to the lives lost in the history of the defense of the united states happy memorial day to those families to americans everywhere if you're not from america have a great day uh, we have been Beauty and the Beta email us if you want to talk to us beautyandthebeta gmail.com and we will see you next Sunday if it's Sunday it's not meet the press it's Beauty and the Beta <laughs>
1: have a good night thanks okay. guys